Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is Fret Talk number 242. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined... I mean, you can tell already that I'm not being interrupted, that you are joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo-hee. And it's only Matt. I know my podcast et- etiquette. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so we are joined just by Matt this week. Um, the other two are somewhere. Who knows? Um, just God's Godspeed, God bless to them. Uh, they've got better things to do on a Monday night. <laughs> it's because you've said that we can't do Wednesday, and everybody plans for Wednesday to be podcast night. Well, there you go. That's my yeah. excuse. I'm I'm, a, I'm really sorry for having <laughs> having a social life. <laughs> well, it's not it's not a social life. I've got I've got a band practice. Go on. What I've been up to is I've got a band practice. Um, <laughs> But that hasn't happened yet, so I can't really talk about that, can I? Have you have you got any songs to learn for it? I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect response to that question. <laughs> if, yeah, if I have, they haven't told me, or they told me when I weren't listening. So yeah, we'll fine. we'll see what happens. Uh, to be fair, like we had, um, we had two or three from the last time, which. We played once live and they were okay, but need some polishing. So I think that's probably going to be our, um, yeah, I think this week. I, I haven't been polishing them <laughs> since the last <laughs> practice, so it's going to be a little rusty. Um, but there you go. Um, Matt, how are you? How are you, my man? I'm good, thanks. Woo! It's Matt. Woo-hoo! I'm back. Yeah, I was almost covid but not actually covid just all of the symptoms without being covid last week so i certainly on the was it tuesday or wednesday you recorded whatever day it was like i had no voice yeah i would have just coughed through the entire thing and then mumbled in the background and it wouldn't have been a a, a fun experience for you to edit or for the listener to listen to so there was no point of me being here i mean other hosts <laughs> do do that every week and <laughs> <laughs> But I'm more considerate. <laughs> Indeed, we we've been through this. We've we've already covered that. <laughs> oh shit, man! We are barely barely two minutes into the podcast, and we're already ragging on the <laughs> other shade. That's it. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Um, you you mentioning band practices and gigs just made me realise that I booked a holiday without looking at whether I have a gig that weekend. <laughs> nice. I've just noticed that luckily I don't have a gig that weekend. But I was just like. Oh, yeah, I should have checked that before we booked that. So I'm leaving the island for the first time in over two years, which is just mental thing to say. We're just going, the missus's uh, dad lives in Liverpool, and it's like a hop on the boat. So we're going over for Easter. But I was like, oh, we got offered something over Easter. I wonder whether we took it. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't look like we did. Thank God. (laughs) Indeed. Oh, me and the uh, me and the missus have been having an absolute nightmare with uh, syncing our calendars because we we both use like both me the missus and the band use Google calendars, um, yeah. and I'd put in loads of the band stuff on my calendar, and then I had um, I had the missus and the band double booking. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why are people not being able to see my? Um, <laughs> like my things, uh, like are they have they not got my uh, calendar synced with theirs? Like have they got mine switched off for whatever reason? It turns out I'd been putting them down as reminders rather than events. 
and reminders you can see no one else can no one else can see yeah oh so, i mean we have issues like both bands use the same calendar but one of them sets it up in one so we've all got a login for one email account for one band yeah but the other band you put in your own calendar and then it populates in for everybody yeah um so and that becomes like, an absolute fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, that, so you've it? got to switch between the two. You've got to switch between your account and the the other band's account to see whether you can gig at this. And like, like luckily so far, I don't think Touchwood I've double booked yet. But like, there's been times where I was so, so close. There's also been times where I've been not been aware that I've got a gig on a weekend where I've got a gig on the Friday with one band and a gig on the Saturday with the other. <laughs> and I found out like three days before, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's my weekend plans cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean such is the life of a gigging musician isn't it like a modern day yeah. how did they do this like pre <laughs> like 2000s when like i imagine they just wrote wrote the dates on their arm in permanent marker and hoped that they it hadn't washed off by the time that the gig had happened uh, yeah i imagine there was a lot of people not turning up to gigs <laughs> yeah and that's how people like got pissy and got kicked out of bands Quite possibly. Is it? I mean, have we just unearthed the, uh, like, all of the <laughs> conflict in bands in the 70s, which is why, like, Deep Purple had, like, seven different lineups? <laughs> well, to be fair, like, if you think about all the bands from, like, the 70s, like, Thin Lizzy had, like, 433 different guitarists. Like, you say, yeah. Deep Purple had a fucking rotating cast. <laughs> yeah. There was, pl- there was plenty of them that just had, like, rotating cast. I assume it was just whoever was free that weekend would just, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, are you in the crowd? Are you sing? You sing? Yeah, you can sing. Go on, you That's can sing. It. Whoever had got it written on their arm and it stayed on, turned up to the gig and did it. Oh man, yeah. So, so now we have got like ultimate digital calendars, which is still a pain in the ass. Yeah, but <laughs> hey ho, like it's. I suppose it is something, isn't it? It's it's one way of doing things. I've done some stuff. I've done some stuff. So I'm going to open with, I'm going to open six minutes into the podcast. I'm going to open with um, the, um, the no talk all time that I did this week. Cause I've been, I've been kind of alternating between um, no talk all tone and the no talk all tone verses. So last week I dropped the, uh, the blues off where I did the Digitech screaming blues versus the hot one uh, blues. And this is the first week where I think you only need to own one of them rather than owning them both because they do just enough different to be able to justify it. Um, but I still I still can't figure out which one I prefer. <laughs> it's... Well, you just plug, plug them both in and A, B them... Like, like I, I did one on and one off. I did that. Like, that's the video. And I, I, I've, I've watched it a few times and I still can't tell you. And just, you know, like, you want one of those pedal boards where you can just, like, it flips 180 degrees. So you can, you can like, just, depending <laughs> on the day, you flip to the to the hotone or the other one. Indeed. I think with the, the hot one hotone, that it is so space efficient that if you've got a pedal board that has got like the tiniest corner left, uh, 
it's an absolute must. Look, any of those Hotone pedals are brilliant for just a little corner of a pedal board. Um, and the, the Blues one sounds fantastic. They are an absolute bitch to um, to adjust. Uh, not because the the knobs are like tiny and fiddly. They've they've done really well with that. They're not like the standard mini pedals where you're like really having to work the the mini pots and you're not quite sure. It's because the like the the gain pot is on the top and it's like a massive underlit yeah. pot. You can't tell where you're at on the pot. <laughs> so it's it's just difficult that way. Whereas the the Digitech, um, the controls on those are like really really simple to to read, so they're yeah. they're, they're very very easy. I mean, it's basically like a slightly wider boss pedal. It is, and boss pedals are notoriously just straightforward. You know what you get with a boss pedal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I if I think my second ever pedal was one of those Digitech fake boss pedals. Mm-hmm. And they're like just the only thing that was a pain in the ass about those is because they couldn't directly copy the boss pedal to get the battery in and out, you had to press two things at where the hinge is to yeah. pop it off. And like it was just so backwards. Yeah, like, the I, the Behringer pedals had that, so I was I was used to it by that point. And the um the Digitech ones were better made. So it was yes. easier to get the the foot switch back <laughs> up, um, but after after a certain while, I decided that a daisy chain was the only solution, and the <laughs> batteries were dead to me um, yep. because because of those like removable yep. foot switches. Yeah, I got to the same. <laughs> Just like I'm, not, I'm fucking fed up with this shit. Yeah, it, it it weren't necessarily like getting the the foot switch back on. It was getting the spring in the right place. Yeah. Because those springs were an absolute pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I just that, that pedal design, like, it was fine for the time, but we've moved on from that. Uh, we've moved on from batteries. Farm. Just yeah, cool. there's that as well. Quite simply, like the uh, TC Bucket Brigade uh, that I got through the post, which I still haven't plugged in. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so small that it you, you literally couldn't put a battery in it. Uh, yeah. And I think that's probably where a lot of pedals are going these days. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know many people that run pedals off batteries because most people that play that I know have a board, so they've got a power supply. And even if they're like trying a new pedal, it's it's not that difficult to you know, if you've got a spare thing on your power supply, then you can plug it in off the board or. If you haven't, it's not that difficult to drop one pedal off to try a new pedal. Yeah, or you can like chain them as well, like off one, yeah, um, one outlet. Especially yeah. with drive pedals, they tend to not be too fussy, do they? Yeah, I mean, I so I I do all of my drives off one socket of a uh, a power supply just because it saves on space. Yeah, and the um, the current drawer of uh, drive pedals is it's usually like put like yeah. seven or eight as opposed to like 250 for like yeah you digital big, big boys yeah but yeah the... In fact, i think the m5 is 500 i think that's my most drawy pedal the most drawy <laughs> is is uh, that's definitely a term that is isn't it the, the most drawy pedal 
<laughs> so I've done I've done that uh, the blues off. Um, I'm still unsure as to which one is the winner. Um, however, I think in the polls currently, the Digitech is winning. So if you want if you want that to change, get into the like get onto the community tab in the budget budget pedal tap YouTube channel and, and vote for the, the hot one hotone. Uh I did uh another like the one that's coming out this week, which will be out by the time that this video comes out, um, is a listener or viewer um request. Like someone suggested that the Joyo Sweet Baby Overdrive was legit. Um, okay. So it got me, got me on eBay, got me googling, <laughs> uh, and I managed to pick one up for a pretty decent price. And then thought, because I've got it now, I might as well do it quick shop. And it's pretty fucking awesome. Like what flavor? What flavor of overdrive is it? So it's apparently it's a Mad Professor uh, Sweet Honey clone. Okay, that which. Means very little to me <laughs> yeah so it's it i believe it's like a really heavily modded tube screamer okay so it's it's modded in a way that makes it not characteristic of the standard tube screamer stuff so it's not got the like the huge kind of nasal honk it doesn't shelf off the base it's somewhere in the region of almost like a blues driver but not like upper upper mid spike, so it's not as toppy as a uh, a blues okay. driver. But it's I I don't want to use the 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 quote transparent. I don't want yeah, to because, yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 less aggressive on the yeah. changing of the EQ. Yeah, it's it's that. Yeah, it it does have a like a mid uh, push. There's like a, a richness to the mid range. So it plays really, really well with strat single coils, but it's not tube screamery. Um, and the the tone control is called focus rather than tone, and it's really quite quite a delicate control. Whereas with a lot of the um, like just a lot of drive pedals in general, you tend to get woolly woolly ass at the one end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if if you're lucky, you get like a bit too harsh at the top. I tend to find that from about a third to like naught to a third is useless, and then two thirds to <laughs> the full full amount is your useful useful stuff. But it could do maybe with a little bit more brightness, even still. <laughs> I mean, you. I don't, I don't want as you play single coils. I just don't understand you because I I just I I can't be doing with two trebly and like I I find most pedals certainly I don't go anywhere near kind of below nine o'clock on the left hand side. It's just it it's it's a dead zone for any any tone control unless you want to go for that and um, Santana all the tone tone rolled off of everything in the in the universe all the tone rolled off your guitar all the tone rolled off your amp all the tone rolled off your pedals I've dispelled that myth I have and, dispelled yeah, it for one song look at the rest of his output no <laughs> I don't want to yeah yeah fair look. Um, but yeah like unless you go for that then yeah I think the the early part but I tend to find that I don't generally go past the 
about yeah about one know, o'clock-ish one o'clock-ish like yeah. the the pedals that i've known that the pedals that are like the exception to the rule for me are the tate effects and Terra's because depending on what setting you've got your gain and your clean on there's different settings on the tone that i like yeah, and yeah. actually some of them are quite bright and some of them are quite dark yeah. Um, and the same with the BMB. Again, depending on where you want to dial it in, when it's in front of a Marshall amp, yeah, there's there's definitely a full useful tone sweep there. Um, and the tube screamer that I got that um was in the double mat, the the Hello Sailor one, yeah. Again, doesn't matter. Like you can put the tone control anywhere and get a good sound out of that. But yeah, I tend to find that for most like your of your standard drives, there's a good sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, the sweet spot tends to be from about maybe like 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Yeah, and for most. Yeah, for, for the majority of things. I tend to push it a bit brighter. Um, I, I like yeah. a bright tone. I just do. I just do. I mean, it's it's the way I do things. And it's worked for me for this entire time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the sweet baby one, the... the that tone the focus control, uh, should I say, it, it feels a lot like a boutique uh, tone control. Yeah. Where you've got like useful for, for the entire thing. So I, I was down with that. I'm, I'm really excited to get that released. Um, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but I think after that, we're going to be doing possibly like, like I say, I'm doing alternating between no talk all tone and no talk all tone verses. I've not recorded the next verses yet, but I think I'm going to go something heavy. Because <laughs> it's all been kind of generally quite light yeah. drives recently. So I think I'm going to do something heavy. Something that will blast your ears out. Yeah, I think I think that seems fair. Um, Have we got any any more that we want to talk about or we're going to go we're going to go lukewarms i mean the only thing that i've been doing at the moment is booking gigs for tt because it's almost like the isle of man have decided that they're removing all covid restrictions from the 1st of april just like the i think the uk has either done it already or is going to but like everything is coming out of law and it's just becoming a recommendation <laughs> yeah or um, you best not do that <laughs> yeah um, but we're doing the same thing here and it like it, it's I assume basically so that we can do the TT and like, mm. you know, not force people to isolate and not force people to like test before they get on the boat and like yeah. all of that stuff. So, and um, if Bushies happens, if they get a license, then hopefully I'll get a, because they basically the, the big outdoor festival stage, obviously they were waiting to find out whether it's going to happen. So there's been no announcement officially of it yet. So I'm waiting for that before we can try and get, only one of my bands will be gigging this year because the other one is uh, our singers away. So the, the the band that I've been with for ten years that have done bushies every year since I've been with them uh, won't be doing bushies for the first time. I think in like so they've done it every year that I did it, and I think they did it for the three years before I joined them as well. So like they did they did like eleven in the in a row, and yeah, they won't be doing it. But hopefully, I can get in with the other band. Um, but yeah, we've got like four or five gigs in a week lined up so far. I mean, that's, and... that's more than some touring musicians. <laughs> yeah, and the mental thing is, uh, 
there's, I'm in a three-person team and somebody else has got TT off. So I am literally going to be like... There's one gig where I finish on stage in Ramsey at midnight, which is like a 45-minute drive home after... Well, half an hour drive home, especially in TT. So it's going to be probably the best part of like half one when I get home and I've got to be in work at eight the following morning. <laughs> Oh, like R.I.P. Matt. It's TT. Yeah, it's TT, and you've just got to do it. Like I'm not turning down gigs just because I can't have the time off. Oh, fair play to you. Fair play. So yeah, I'm just I'm getting hyped for TT, and yeah, we're just kind of getting a lot. Lots of places are like helpful. They're trying to get bands in now. Like there was everywhere seemed to be kind of like holding off, waiting for like announcements, and then the government just said, "Yeah, first of April, we're not having any more restrictions." Like. They've they've started putting out the the kind of crash mats around the the course that kind of indicates the TT is on its way. They've closed the mountain road so they can do some repairs to it. So like everything is kind of saying that TT is going to happen for the first time in three years. And there there's even some uh, bands coming over. So I've just remembered I've bought tickets to the darkness. Woo! Yes. Who I've never seen. Oh, you are <laughs> in for a treat. They are they are brilliant live. Yeah, so I'm not gigging on Senior Race Day. I'm watching The Darkness, which will be pretty epic. Yeah. And they've also announced, they haven't announced the date or the ticket price yet, but Sheik are coming over as well, Nile Rogers. Oh, nice. That'll be um, a good And if I'm not gigging, like, yeah, absolutely. I love me a bit of funk. Yeah. And, like, Nile Rogers isn't going to be around forever. So, like, exactly. to say that you've seen seen the hit maker live. Yeah. Yeah, get, get so yeah. If I'm not gigging when that when that is, um, then I'll be uh, yeah, getting tickets for that as well. Right on, right on, right on. Right. So we've got a hot take, haven't we, Matt? Well, you've got a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the hot take this time. Indeed. And my hot take is that any delay pedal that costs more than a hundred pounds should have a tap tempo on it, otherwise it can get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to argue against this. It really is hard to argue against this. Um I'm thinking I'm thinking back to like recent delay pedals that we've mentioned. We've pretty much all got tap tempo, haven't they? Mind you Well it's like RE2, how much is that going for? And that doesn't have tap tempo They're as like standard. They're 180 quid, aren't they? There you go. That doesn't have tap tempo as standard, does it? Yeah, no, not, not as far as I'm aware, unless um, it's a, like a hidden feature that nobody's talked about yet. Yeah, I think it might be via like external control. But that's, yeah, but that's... this is the thing. Like Everybody goes, oh, you know, you can just plug, plug a tap tempo, like one of those little tap things in. It's like I don't want I don't want an extra little box that doesn't sit well on a on a board because it's tiny. Yeah. So whenever you put your foot on it, it falls over. I don't want any of this nonsense. There's extra cable routing, and also just have it in the fuck built into the pedal as standard. Just build it in. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just I I don't want to like if you my my argument is if you are in a band situation where you're doing covers, you're going to need multiple lengths of delay and no one wants to get on their knees to change the length of your delay whilst you're in a set. If you don't want multiple lengths of delay, why are you spending more than 100 quid on a delay pedal? (laughs) Just like you've got... There's plenty of good one-sound delay pedals out there. So if you just want one sound, pick that sound. Just pick pick the good one of that sound. You don't need a multi-effect delay pedal like the... 
the RE2 is the kind of like a prime example. It's 209 quid in some places and 200 quid elsewhere. Why, what is, what is the, I, I don't understand. Just pick one of the sounds that's in it on a HX stomp. If you've got a stomp or you have it in your M5 or you have it in, you know, you, you use the kind of the, what was the TC one you mentioned, the Bucket Brigade. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, like that's the kind of sound that you go and like, there's, there's good single, like single style delay pedals that are cheaper. will do the same thing because they don't have 200 functions in them. And like, yeah, you pick that or you pick one that's got multi-functions and you can tap the fucking tempo that you want in so you don't have to crawl around on the stage. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say we've missed you, Matt. We've missed you. <laughs> this is like <laughs> classic premium quality Matt rant. Um, you've sold me. You've sold me on it. <laughs> Look, I agree. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't argue. Um, so... I suppose I have to play with the devil's avocados, don't I? Um, and the RE2 is is the crux of this, that actually, it, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't have like an abundantly clear tap tempo without additionals. And yeah, I think it is an additional. I think it's like it's got three jacks on one side and two on the other, and I think one of them is for tap. So, yeah, and these are going to sell like absolute hotcakes, aren't they? So, the statement delay over a hundred pounds should. I mean, it's, the you've you've worded this very carefully because it should, it should have tap tempo. <laughs> it just yeah, um, it, yeah. It's really, it's really <laughs> difficult not to. I mean, I'm looking around and like even the DD three doesn't have tap tempo and they're hundred and fifty quid and they're down to like you can get them for like hundred and twenty, but still like. Why? Why are you just not buying a cheaper delay pedal that does the sound as good? Just, I d- I don't understand why they don't just have have a tap tempo on a delay pedal because it's the most uh, most logical thing to have a tap tempo on. Yeah, and you can definitely okay if you're boss, you've only got one button because you've not changed your pedal design in 175 years and you can't move with the times. But most companies have moved away from that style, and you know they've got. Even like the 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 standard MXR styles, you can put a foot switch on either side to give you on off on one and tap tempo on the other. So why is that not a thing on a standard? I mean, I'll 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 go at one of the the multi ones that doesn't have it. The the functionality of the um fl- the flashback. Everybody criticizes the flashback because their tap tempo is based on hitting the strings, isn't it? Don't you have to hold the thing and it goes yes, into a tap tempo. mode and you hit. Yeah, which I mean, that's gonna sound really fucking weird in the middle of a song, isn't it? <laughs> Just oh, hang on a minute, yeah. my delay's out of time. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's the one that you do you you do at the start of the song, and then you 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 set and forget, yeah. and that's kind of passable. But again, if it was a if it was a like a tap rather than a a strum, then you've yeah. But it has got the option again as a as an expandable little button, hasn't it? Yeah, but again, why is that not a thing? Why why is that not a fundamental part of your product? You bought you built a delay pedal, and it has tap tempo functionality, and there's a big fuck off space next to the switch. Why didn't you move that switch twenty to twenty mils left and have another one right next to it? Just I don't get it. 
like I've seen the inside of the like the same with the the, the half. If it, if it looks the same as a half inside, which I'm pretty sure it will. Oh yeah, there is space next to that switch. So why why isn't that a proprietary feature? Why is it an extra product that you've got to buy on top of it? Yeah, um, I suppose my my counter argument for it, and this is again a very reluctant counter argument, but <laughs> I. Oh, I'm going to argue the the point of why do we need tap tempo? Just why? Just just why do we need it? Like, unless you are the the edge. And I don't think he even needs it. I'll be honest. (laughs) Um, I think he needs it less because he just has like 800 different delay pedals in a drawer that somebody switches between. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, his tap tempo is someone else. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, so I have the M5 because I looked at all of the delay pedals on the market at the time and the M5 sounded good and had tap tempo. Yeah. And if if you're using delay for certain features, like the, so the the prime example for me, actually, comfortably none, which I've been doing at the moment, there's quite a long delay yeah. in the first, in the intro when you do, when he's doing the slide guitar. Um, and I'm not using a slide, but you know you've got to make those kind of sounds. Yeah. So I needed a lot, a fairly long delay there, but then you need it tighter by the time you're coming to the solos. Otherwise, it just sounds really weird. Yeah. It's so too, I use the tap tempo function. So, in fact, I actually switch between um, delay sounds because you actually need to come back in the mix a little bit, but then use the tap tempo to change the tempo as well. So, like having that functionality is great. For, for something like that but even if i could just only had the option to change the time at least that you've got that there so that you can yeah because you you need like you you couldn't do you'd either have to turn the delay off and use reverb or use another pedal and have two <laughs> delay pedals <laughs> or you yeah or you have a tap tempo that kind of like kind of fixes that for you yeah i mean it, it simplifies simplifies that situation i think i'd probably go for two two delay pedals if i'm honest <laughs> Well, I mean, you're talking to the person with two reverb pedals on his pedal boards. So, like, I'm, I'm bad at it, but yeah, um, I've got, I've gone for the single modulator. Sorry, the single multi effects that I happen to use as a delay pedal. Yeah, I mean that gets it right, and it's not even a hundred pounds as well. Like, yeah, how can how how can you justify being over and having less features than this thing? And that does more than being yeah. a delay as well. It's got all of the like modulation, and we won't talk about the drives because we just don't. don't want to... <laughs> no, we don't do that. But yeah, and and like that, that's it. So it acts as the backup for any of my modulations and my delay pedal. And if both of my reverb pedal pedals shit themselves, it would be my reverb pedal as well. Yeah, it's a fucking good pedal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I don't like even if it wasn't on my, if I had a delay pedal that I wanted and had that on the board, I would have the M5 in, in the gig bag because it's a backup for everything. It just is. It's just, yeah, I don't understand anybody who doesn't have one. Yeah, I mean, we've we've devolved into S in the, um, the M5's <laughs> D at the moment, haven't we? We have. I mean, okay, actually, I'll change that. If you don't have a HX stomp or a Helix or that kind of thing at the end of your pedal board, it's, it's like, yeah. if you have one of those, I understand not having a H, uh, sorry, an M5 because... Yes. That has got it all built in. Yes, yeah, basically like the big brother of it, but like the yeah. M5, like I, 
I could easily justify having a M5 and a and an HX stomp, yeah. or a, a like a full fat helix. Maybe less so because they they've got like ultimate processing power, don't they? Uh, yeah. But I think I think you've won hot takes that that week. I don't think there's many that's going <laughs> to argue against that. Maybe there will be. Maybe. Um, yeah. I we, mean, I I think actually, if we'd had Lee here, he'd have had his because I think he was like, oh, that's stupid. So. Yeah, I'm imagining when we put this in the in the Facebook group, we'll finally get Lee's opinion. But I mean, he can try. It'll be wrong. He can try. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as just a little bit of housekeeping, um, we need to go back to last week's hot take. <laughs> we need to go back to last week's hot take, which it devolved. It devolved into a shit show. <laughs> Somebody forgot to like. <laughs> untick the options to add your own poll options and vote more than once. Um, so I think the the top spot is is joint between penis, boobies, and some other thing. Um, I can't even remember what the, what the um, I I typed in five eight zero zero eight. There we go. Booby boobs on a cake. Indeed. Um, <laughs> And no wonder it is a popular choice because I mean <laughs> boobs are fantastic, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the best thing was I hadn't noticed that at all, and then you, because I'd commented, I got a notification when you commented. Oh no, I forgot to turn the option off to put your own answers in, and I went, I know where I'm going right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you smelt the blood, and you you were straight in for that one. Uh, so last week's hot take, just to to remind anyone, and and you are more than welcome to add your own own uh, answer in the poll for this. It was the DL4 Mark II doesn't do anything that the HX Stomp and a four button MIDI controller can't do, and I think there was a lot of yes, but with with this, <laughs> it was it was quite a broad hot take. But it's not wrong. Like it, it's a difficult um, product to justify because it doesn't really do anything new or different. Yeah, it's it, um, like I know I know there's different settings in it, and you know all that, and it does have a tap tempo on it. It does. Yeah, it's got four it's, buttons. You'd fucking hope, wouldn't you? This <laughs> is a positive, but um, yeah, it it just it seems to me that it's the wrong. Gen- mind you, I mean, there's there's loads of stupid delay pedals out there, so um, there is definitely a market for it, but it's the yeah. wrong colour, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a, buy an M5. <laughs> I think that's our, our solution to any any problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's been a little bit of a kick for, like, nostalgic uh, pedal runs, and this takes that like warm fuzzy feeling that you get from seeing a like a an old M uh, not M five uh, DL four and fixes the problem of the shitty foot switches. So maybe maybe it's maybe it's a little renaissance, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the best product for it to yeah. be like board worthy. Who knows? We'll we'll find out over the next couple of months. We'll we we'll either see them or we won't, <laughs> and and that will be the trial, won't it? Uh, it will. So speaking about um like nostalgic delay pedals, um news, I guess. 
the boss, <laughs> the boss, like I'm resigned to this now. Uh, yeah. Boss released the RE2 last week as an official, but then they also released the RE202, which announced just after we recorded the podcast, the motherfuckers. Um, so <laughs> we'd be remiss not to mention this one. So RE202 is the big daddy version. It's like three foot switch version. The, the foot switches have two modes on them. So you've got on off and warp. You've got memory and reverb and then tap and twist. It sounded a bit like Bop It. Um, <laughs> but you do you, boss. Yeah. I mean, what it does have going for it, it's in the enclosure of the old C1s. So that kind of like weird rounded, it almost looks like. Um, like an interface. Um, but, yeah. But there you go. I, I mean, I, do, I don't hate the aesthetic of it. I mean, it suffers from what all of the big, stupid delay pedals suffer from, and it's too fucking big. Um, it is big, yeah. Um, it's top-mounted. You can have two. You could, it is top-mounted, which is a positive. Indeed. It's a good positive. But you could have two delay pedals instead of this. You could, and you probably get more out of it as well. Like this has got forty, uh, sorry, twelve different verb and delay mo- uh, models, but they're all based around the RE two hundred one or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so, is it actually twelve different reverb models, or is it? <laughs> is it twelve settings? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> essentially, um, it does have MIDI, so it affords you the option of one hundred and twenty-seven different presets. If you are that indecisive, you're the kind of person. Or you can. Like, I'm looking at it. It just says four presets at the top. There's, there's manual, and then one, two, three, four on the memory bar. So yeah, the, like, those are like, the those are the built-in ones, and then you've got like the MIDI controllable ones. Yeah. Um, which, if if you are having 127 different preset modes on a delay pedal. You're the kind of person who finds out what page five on Pornhub it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been yeah. there myself, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's three pages too far. <laughs> it's, this one got boobs. Yeah. yeah. We're we're in business. <laughs> I'm I'm done. <laughs> like um, there we go. Oh, terrible. Uh so it's it's also three hundred and thirty-three pounds. This um, this pedal. It's a lot of money for a delay pedal. It will sell. It it will sell. Oh, it will. It absolutely will. But that's it will sell because it's called the Space Echo. Yeah. And anything branded Space Echo is lauded by people who are obsessed with early boss stuff, and there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, it, it's that weird one, isn't it? That you've got the nostalgia for the old, like, analog units, but then you've also got the nostalgia for the old Cosm RE20s as well. Yeah. So there's, like, two different waves of nostalgia going on. And and it's, yeah, yeah it's just, it's that magic can-do-no-wrong pedal in the boss lineup, isn't it? It is, and I—I I, I mean, I've never really got it. And like, it's based on the—isn't it a rack unit? The original two hundred. Yeah, yeah, and it was—it was like a spring, spring reverb with a a tape um, delay yeah. 
Um, and like, it, I, I mean, I, I get that you know it's it was a weird sound, and you like you didn't really get reverbs and delays back then, and it was cool that you could take this one out of the studio, providing you had a rack unit to sit it on and four people to make sure that it doesn't move the wrong way whilst it's in transit and yeah like yeah okay i get that it's cool but like i just i i i don't get the thing the thing that this has going for it that the re2 doesn't is the fact that it doesn't have any concentric pots (laughs) i mean that is that's the work of the devil i've never i've never used in a concentric pot that i've enjoyed it's always (laughs) been a, a chore it's always a chore, and you always end up changing the one of the things that are on the pot that you didn't want to change, and the other one doesn't move. Yeah. Or <laughs> or one moves not far enough, and the other one moves too far. I yeah. Just, yeah. I just, they don't I, work. I hate they don't concentric work. Concentric pots. They just they don't stop work. doing it. They shouldn't exist. They should, whoever invented them needs to take it around the back and shooting. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's, it's not like it, it was a, a clever thought. It should never have made it to design, should it? Yeah, exactly. And like, so this pedal for me is the kind of thing that if you own a studio, yeah, you can have this instead of the rack unit and you'll attract nerdy guitar players who want to use this on their record. But anybody that has this on their board is going to be the kind of person who leaves their board on the floor of their in-house studio for 364 days of the year probably yeah i mean there there will probably be a lot of uh bedroom versions of this this pedal yeah um i I like the re 201 sound the the space echo sound um i've heard a few few clips and actually it's, it's a really lush sounding ambience but fuck, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it is, and it's a lot of money for that one sound. Yeah, yeah, and it is that, isn't it? It's, it's the one sound, and that's the thing. Like you'll you'll li- you'll have listened to a lot of different samples, and you'll have liked probably one or two. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, it's not for me. Recreated in cheaper pedals. Yeah. Um, oh, I could I could do that. I've, I've got a like a, a a tape echo setting on a stomp. I've got a spring reverb setting on a stomp put those two together bish bash bosh you're in you're in business maybe there's a video in that like trying to recreate a (laughs) space echo without a space echo (laughs) what you want to do is put a photo of the re202 on the screen but use the what was the what's the little one with the barcode on Uh, maleko spring yeah yeah, use that as the reverb and the like the cheap... <laughs> yeah, the front. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and tell everyone that that's the, the space echo sounds like. And then after about a week, release another video going, "I trolled you." <laughs> yeah, in your face. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we might have given up the game there a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the space echo two o two. It will sell like crazy. Uh, the, so Fender have announced jv modified series so uh, in the 80s the jv series were heralded as amazing amazing alternatives to i think they were like cheaper than the americans but were gooder or at least on par with goodness yeah um these lot are uh, across the board uh 
basewood body, basswood body, uh, maple necks with a soft V profile. Earlier in our career, we would have made made comment on this <laughs> about the soft V, and I don't think we've grown up soft V. <laughs> 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 uh, everyone enjoys a soft V, etc., etc. Um, <laughs> ever feel like you're phoning it in? <laughs> um, but these are 9.5 inch radius as well um, that's what she said <laughs> uh, so they do um, they do two tellies two strats uh, you've got the 50s and 60s tellies which are largely indistinguishable apart from the um, the boards the 60s one has got a rosewood board um, well, the, the, from, from what I've seen the 60s one is Double bound, and oh, is the fifties one isn't, and the sixties one is gold with a white scratch plate, whereas the fifties one is white with a gold scratch plate. Yeah, I mean, incidental details. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I didn't pay that much attention. Uh, look, I, in terms of spec, I didn't see the binding. I'll be honest, um, but in terms of spec, there's not much difference. Look, yeah, aesthetically, I mean, I, spec, aesthetically, they look the inverse of each other. But yes, the yeah. the spec wise, the I assume pretty much identical, are they? Yeah, yeah. So the they've got um, four way switches. So they've got bridge, and then like your standard uh, parallel. Then you've got neck, and then you've got series. And series is quite a quite a good sound on a on a tele. It's like really big, thick, and humbuckery, which you don't that get. Was on... the... I was going to say that's the the thing that everyone loved the bar half for, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, because that had a, a four-way, uh, four-way yeah, switch. Was it called S one switching or something like that, or is that something different again? That is something different. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah, the, <laughs> this is just like the four-way, uh, four-way Telecaster switch mod. Yeah. I really wish they found a way of doing it that the series weren't in position four, and you could have like neck and bridge on the outside ones. Yeah, and, that, and then, but. That's not the way that switches work, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so damn it, because that's that's what I I just didn't like about it is that I had to try and find the neck pickup because I love neck pickups. Um, but yeah, yeah so you the... see, I I live mostly on a bridge pickup, so it's it's fine for me. And the other setting that I'd probably want is the humbucker mode. <laughs> yeah, the the series mode. <laughs> so yeah, ideal for you. Just frustrating. Less for me. over. <laughs> yeah, it's also got a push pull pot for um in and out of phase. So there is no tone that you can't get on this. It's literally got all of the <laughs> Telecaster tones. Um and both of them are exactly the same in terms of that. I'd go for the rosewood one and now knowing that well. it's got the double binding as well. Double yeah. yes. It's gold and double bound. <laughs> I yeah, mean tick just, tick. Yeah. So basically what happened was I Googled Fender JV model modified before the podcast when you mentioned it. And I just looked and the, the, all that was shown me was the, the three maple bordered ones. So the, the two strats, one that's got humbuck and one doesn't and the, and the telly. And I was like, oh, just maple boards, maple boards. And then all of a sudden, ooh, Rosewood board. Let's <laughs> click on this. Cha-ching. Oh, look, double bound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, double bound tellies are just, they're better. They yes. are just better. Telecasters are meant to be bound. Yeah. 
They are, and I'm not a much of a binding person, but Telecasters are meant to be bound. Indeed. Uh, so uh, you just mentioned on the uh, the strats, we've got a 50s and a 60s one. The 50s one has got the HSS set up. The 60s one is just standard triple single cores. And again, they are like strange colours, aren't they? They look copper plate on the uh, 60s one, I think. Uh, not no, I don't think so. I think you're it mixing it all up. So oh. you've got a Olymp- Olympic white with a white oh, scratch plate yes. for the 60s. And you've got, a, a is it a two-tone? Yeah, it's two-tone sunburst, which is like, the, you know... the Oh, it's it got like a short like black kind of style. Like. Yeah. Like the, the zebra pickup. Okay, yeah, it yeah. Is. I am conflating it all in my mind because I didn't give this a great deal of attention <laughs> once I saw the price on them. I'll be honest. Um, So the prices on these, uh, the... 50s Strat and the 60s Tele both go for 100 and sorry 1,122 pounds. The 60s Strat and the 50s Tele go for 179 uh, sorry 1,079 pounds. Um, yeah. So basically 1,100 and 1,150 ish. Yeah. Um. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It is, and like you were saying, that you know, it it seems like expensive when the whole point of these was they were cheaper than the Americans, but better. But actually, these are cheaper than the Americans again, <laughs> and they're 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 sitting kind of just at the top end of the Mexicans when we think about it now, and it's miserable, and I hate it. Yeah, that's probably where they but... sat before, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, you're not happy that that used to be 500 quid and now that's 1,200 quid. Oh, look, if these were 700 quid all day, every day. Yeah. But it's just a bit too much now. The thing for me is, why is the 60s Fender not got a rosewood board? Sorry, the the 60s Strat, why doesn't it have a rosewood board? Oh, if it did, I'd be all about that. I love Olympic white Strats. I love rosewood, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same, but like, I, I, I don't. I've had maybe three non-roasted maple necks that I've got on with. Yeah, one of them's on my cabernet, and I think it's just because I've played it for like ten thousand hours or whatever it is. Yeah, um, the neck that was on the other telly that I sold was actually quite nice. The the telly deluxe, the two humbuckered one, and. Yeah. There's maybe a strat that I've had in the past that had an all right maple board, but like I just, unless it's roasted maple, give me rosewood. Yeah, I just, I've I've looked around my um my collection and there's what I could see is like three um maple boards, and I have considerably more than three guitars. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. It it is that I I, th- I think it's like like you say the feel of the the actual like bare wood under your fingers, yeah. And with a maple one, you have to like really play at it to get that kind of feel. I don't want to put yeah, the time and, and effort in. With that. And even even then, like most of the time, you've it's it's got to be an older version because the modern, um. Well, not nitro, what do they call it now? What yeah, poly, on it instead? polyurethane. Yeah, the polyurethane doesn't seem to wear away no, the it same chips. on a maple board. It just chips. And, like, the whole thing about the the old maple boards that 
like I've seen is that they kind of wear unevenly, but like you get kind of you can see you can see where somebody's played a maple board if they yeah you get a, like little you know, divots in the uh, in the finish, don't you? Yeah, and it kind of it changes color a bit, and you can see where it's yeah. Whereas like for modern ones, it's just it they it, it never seems to bed in, and that's the kind of yeah. I, like I I'd, I'd like a maple neck that bedded in possibly, yeah. But I don't think I'm putting the three and a half thousand hours into making it bed in. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's that, isn't it? Like back in the day, guitars were so unique and expensive that you had one. And yeah. that was the one that you played, and then you played it until it became like super awesome looking. Yeah. Like it, it become tatty and gets absolutely thrashed. We're we're living in a life of luxury at the moment where you can pick up guitars for like pocket change. Yeah, yeah, and like I've like I say, I've got the one guitar that I've played for a long time and that's got a maple board and that still hasn't bedded in because like you say, it, it does like, there's a couple of chips in the fretboard. Yeah. But there are chips in the fretboard. They're actually mildly irritating. Whereas, you know, if it, if, if it had worn in like a, like you'd expect the old kind of na- maple next to, then I, I think it would be a very different experience. Yeah. I'm tempted to take my, uh, my maple necked, um, telly to practice this week. <laughs> see what happens do it I might do it I might I might just do that <laughs> I was tempted to bring because I've I've bought the Variax to every practice I've been to with this band <laughs> and every gig and it's not let me down it's an absolutely solid fantastic guitar but I've got a rack of guitars that are just sitting over there yeah you <laughs> see I did that for, when I first got the Variax I did that for a while and I'm like I like that guitar, and 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 now I just don't bring the Variax anymore. And I, or alternatively, I bring it but leave it in the van deliberately, and then <laughs> if I break a string at half time, I'll go and get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they are really solid guitars and really dependable. Um, they're just I don't know. It's not very exciting, is it? Using the same guitar again and again and again. Yeah, and like I. I I don't want to say this, but it feels a little soulless using the Variax when you've got quote-unquote real guitars. And the Variax absolutely is a real guitar. And the magnetic, but like generally, I'll use just the magnetic pickups. Like I, I, I very rarely, unless I need an acoustic sound or need a really rocky sound for a song and I've knackered me Les Paul, I've snapped a string of the Les Paul. Those are the times where I turn the, the modeling on. Yeah, but um, for the most part, even then, it's got a, br- a humbucker in the bridge. So unless I need a neck pickup that's humbucker, I don't tend to to turn the modelling on unless it's an acoustic sound that I'm looking for. But um, yeah, it it plays so nicely, but it just it lacks something that that a Tele or a Strat or a Les Paul kind of have, and I can't put that into words. Yeah, but it just it sort of just does a little bit and i wonder if it's because it's a hss mine because it's not it's the 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 only thing i have against hss is they're pretending to be something they're not because they're not a strat but they're also not a les paul yeah so they're kind of sat in that kind of unless you're in position one or two it's not what you like it in which case it is a strat it's not really what it purports to be yeah, there are there are 
points at which it's it sits between those worlds. Yeah, um, it sits in a world where they should that it it doesn't exist. It's yeah, it's 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 gone between the nine realms, but it's not sitting in any of them. Yeah, yeah and I, I've got an HSS strap which I could probably just gig with, and I don't. I, I gig with yeah. the Variax because it's an SSS strap. Yeah. Uh. And, and, <laughs> and I, I would genuinely, if somebody said, "What?" but I need one, I need to gig with just one guitar, I would tell them HSS strap and it's yeah. the right answer, but it just, I don't know why. It just, it feels a little bit weird. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's the correct answer, but it's not the right answer. Yeah, quite possibly. And like, and actually, I think for somebody who's, less into the like obsessing over the sounds yeah i i think they'd absolutely would just find it perfect and like it would do everything that they need it to but i i'm the kind of person who will obsess over every little bit like i'm the kind of person who will change the delay setting between <laughs> verse and chorus and solo on whilst playing one song because I just will, and like I will when somebody says, "Oh, we're not doing this song. We're going to do that one." And I will say, "Hang on a minute, I need to change my guitar because I, I just do. It's just, I, I, it's for me. I don't care about the audience. It's for me." Yeah, and that's like music is is that, isn't it? It's like we do it to to entertain people, yes, but like a big part of it is it's it's cathartic going out there and playing music. It's an enjoyable experience. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and and like it, it like especially at kind of like the the musician level where we are, where we're playing covers, we do it to enjoy more than like I'm not going out there to try and make a load of money. So oh yeah, I'm like doing the, it as, as my hard my hobby, like covering fuel and and beer for the night is <laughs> is hardly uh, is hardly putting like food on the table, is it? Yeah, exactly. So like. It's got to be for enjoyment, otherwise, yeah. What's the point? Exactly, exactly. Um, so we've we've got one one last bit of um, bit of news this week, I reckon, before we before we wrap it up, because we're not going to shit on the um, on the Theodore because <laughs> I think that's been done. I think the guitar community has done our done our bidding there, haven't they? Um, we're going to talk about the Harley Benton Hybrid Steel, which the name sounds like something from um, Zoolander. <laughs> I mean, like you said, Hybrid Steel, and I was thinking, like, is this a resonator? Is this like I, 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 I not heard what these were called. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know what Hybrid Steel. So it's got to, it's got to be hybrid. But I don't know what it's hybrid between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it's hybriding. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially, if you think about the Fender Acoustasonic series, which are, I mean, they're a thing. They seem seem to still be going, so they've sold some. Um, yeah, and they've made a different shape as well now, haven't they? they yeah, they've made a couple, haven't they? The, uh, the only ones I know are the Tele and the Jazzmaster, but... Haven't they made a strat as well? I mean, I've not seen it, but then I don't really pay attention to these things unless we talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> yep. So there you go. Fender have made some different versions of this. They've yes. made like custom shop versions and like Mexican-made ones now. 
Yep. Harley Benton and I throwing their hat in the ring in a quite spectacular fashion. So theirs is the telly shape, am I right? <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean it's 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 more of a Gibson Les Paul shape, but I mean not Gibson, sorry, it's more of a single cut. Yeah. Yeah, like three aside headstock guitar nod. shape. <laughs> yeah, nods to the <laughs> Okay. Um but it's like it's got a it's got a single um single pickup. It's got like a it's not got a, a sound hole as much as it's got like a like a couple of stripes on it, hasn't it? Yeah, they're they're non F shaped F holes, that's how I would describe them. I mean it should be a G hole, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant um but it's kind of a bit acoustic it's got an it's got a, um an electric pickup in it like a magnetic pickup in it yeah it's a telly neck pickup which is it's it's an angled telly neck pickup which is a bit weird but also a bit intriguing yeah um i mean in, in a normal guitar it might be intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's. I think it's safe to say that this is. It's again not for us, <laughs> not for us. In in terms of like these these aren't guitars. We weren't pining over the the American ones. We weren't then like creaming our kegs over the fact that they did a more affordable Mexican version. Spoilers: not really that affordable. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the price point that if I were tempted, I would be jumping in with both feet at. Uh, they are again like around the three hundred pound mark. Um, I wrote it in last week's, so sorry if you three thirty three pounds. Oh wow! So the same as the RE two hundred two. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> but there you go. And if you shout into one of the f holes on this one, out of the other f hole, you'll get a delayed. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. Yeah. Um. So these these they're kind of cool. They're kind of cool. I have no interest in getting one because of just what it is yeah but it's kind of cool it's it, like it's an affordable like an actually affordable version yeah i mean if you were looking at the the acoustasonic and thinking oh, i'd really want to try that but i'm not spending three grand and then you looked and went oh they make a maximum oh, i don't want to spend 1200 quid on one then this yeah. is kind of the, the 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 guitar for you, like you know, it it is. It would probably function okay as an acoustic, as well as like the neck pickup, which I'm not sure the America the the acoustic would because they appear to be like solid body, but they've got a a sound hole that doesn't go anywhere. Is how they look to me. Yeah, it's but like I've a dugout in person. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like one. a cavern in the in in the. It's it's like somebody's drilled a round hole, but nothing more. Whereas this is actually a hollow-bodied guitar, um, oh, so cool. it's kind of yeah. It's this is kind of more what you'd be thinking of when yeah. if something. I mean, this this would probably be better called an acoustic sonic in that it, it's probably acoustic. Whereas I'm not sure yeah. the other one is, but um, I mean that's conjecture because I just don't. I have not seen the other ones, but the the photos don't make them look like they're an acoustic guitar. They make them look like they're a weird electric guitar with a sound hole. Yes, they anywhere. do, don't they? I would assume yeah. they're probably but, chambered. Um, yeah, I, I imagine so, but I don't think the F hole, sorry, the sound hole goes to the chambers, which is a bit weird. Yeah, so, like, 
those ones are strange, but this, the Harley Benton one, is more like the uh, the guitar that Lindsey Buckingham used. Um, and I think that's kind of where that was aiming at, like that whole acoustasonic movement. Yeah. I think it's it's a bit strong calling it a movement, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and it's weird that they've got... So the controls are two knobs on the top horn of the tell-pole. <laughs> uh, like the... You, yeah, the, the not-cut-out horn. The not-cut-out yeah. one, yeah. The, yeah. the the uncut of the single cut. Yeah, that's a, a strange place to have it, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got two knobs there as well. Rather than like a toggle switch to flick between the two modes and then have the the, t- I assume one of these is a maybe a blend feature. I didn't look into it enough, and I've only got a photo, so I can't tell you. But let's go with yes. Assume, that's exactly what it. I is. Assume you can <laughs> blend between the piezo and the thing. Otherwise, why have you got a two pickup select pickup selector on a rotational knob? Yeah, and the other one is either volume or tone. You would, you would, you would hope a volume. <laughs> you would hope a volume. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. But yeah, like, and and then it's it's a neck pickup of a telly, but it's nowhere near the neck. It's like nearer the middle than the neck. So what? Like it's 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 not really an acoustic sound because it's got f holes instead of a sound hole. But it's also not an electric sound because the pickup's not in the right place. I think. So is it what? hybrid between a guitar and not a guitar <laughs> i think the the pickup choice is is exactly in the right place it's a bit like the um the p bass pickup where it's not down at the bridge yeah. because it's like too bassy and then it's not up at the neck because it'd be too woolly so it's it's sitting in the right place to be like a the most honest sound like really punchy and usable you could probably get a decent kind of warm bridge sound from it or like a quite bright neck sound out of it by yeah. being in in roughly in the middle yeah and i'm actually i'm I'm studying this photo whilst you're talking and i th- I, I hope that it's just the way that the photo has been taken but it looks like they've angled the wooden part of the bridge so that they can keep the plastic part of the bridge with the strings are over completely level with the frets and i think actually the bridge is the the bridge is normal and the plastic bit is like angled so you know you've got that in, almost intonation yeah. but it doesn't look like that at all it looks like the 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 <laughs> the strings are par- like coming over parallel to the to the frets and the bridge is just slightly angled weird and i just hope it isn't because Somebody's made a very bad mistake if they have. No, I think it. I think it's the angle of the photo. <laughs> but yeah, it just. Look, <laughs> I was looking at it. Going, that's the stupidest way to do this. What are you doing? I, I reckon that's probably where we're gonna gonna end it for this week. Because yeah, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right, we've got we've got some people to thank for allowing this shenanigans to continue. Uh, they are our Patreon backers, and for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of those people. Uh, we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. 
of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. We Indeed. We've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Burn podcast. Woo woo. If you want to catch me online, you find me at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series, um, where you have your own say on which tube scream is better. <laughs> no, this this next one coming up is going to be heavy. Uh, Matt, we can find you at heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter, Twitter and, and Twitter Instagram. Instagram. Not the yes. other one, the one that shall not be named. <laughs> that's a podcast. I reckon that is, that's is a podcast for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Hey, it will be. A, I'd like to say it's been a couple of weeks since that's happened, but it hasn't because people try and steal your your catchphrase. <laughs> So it will be a tatty bye and good night this week. Bye. My pet mouse, Elvis, died yesterday. He was caught in a trap. <laughs> it's even music related. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Like You never get that. Unless we do Sean Connery. No, Sean Connery's not a musician. What am I about? <laughs> I was going to say, wait. Yes, that famous musician, Sean Connery. <laughs>